0: Andrea, stop sounding so restrained. (laughs) Let the beast free. I know it's in there. Hi, everybody. That was, you did it. (laughs) I did. She's working on emotions.
1: I'm learning. It's just slow.
0: uh, It's slow going. She's not used to uh, experiencing things. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard for her.
1: It's hard.
0: Actually, that <laughs> has to do with your fear. You've experienced something really fucking shitty. What's yes. your, what's your fear for this week, huh? Bed Tell. bugs. Uh
1: So, with all this traveling, I've been staying in this one hotel over and over, repeatedly, and I on the last night there this past week, I used one of their fuzzy blankets that they kept in the closet. Yeah. And I woke up with bed bug bites all over my body.
0: Ugh. So Ugh. they
1: obviously did not clean that blanket <sighs> between uses. So somebody just like used it and maybe folded it up and put it in the
0: Ew. closet
1: and infected it. Or yeah. It's
0: been in that closet for a long long time. Yeah. Ew.
1: That's really gross.
0: Yeah, and it's a hotel in Edmonton, so this is, like, a direct call out to Edmonton.
1: Yeah, fix that shit.
0: Yeah, go to this one specific hotel, all of Edmonton, <laughs> and tell them not to do bedbugs again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which should work. Yeah. Uh, I'm not giving you the name of the hotel, so you'll just have to go to all of them.
0: Yeah, well, that would actually be beneficial, because then all of them will be like, Oh, man, we've been doing bedbugs, but we have to stop now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because this podcaster said so.
0: Yeah. A podcaster said so, and all of Edmonton keeps showing up to our hotel. <laughs> we hate that.
1: No, we... No uh,
0: one wants Edmonton anywhere near them if they can help it, even Edmonton.
1: Yeah. yeah. Even <laughs> Edmonton. Edmonton hates Edmonton, actually. It's funny because there's, like, such a, like
0: edmonton about There's it.
1: There's like a, like, Calgary and Edmonton have a feud sort of thing, like.
0: Yeah, for people who want to know about Alberta, Calgary and Edmonton, two cities have a feud.
1: Yeah, and they, uh, yeah, so, like, when I talk to people in Edmonton, they're like, yeah, I would move to Calgary. They're like, Calgary's better than Edmonton. And I'm like, then why is there this feud? Yeah. If we all like Calgary better.
0: Oh, it's insecurity. They know their city sucks. And they're like, true. Calgary must suck less than this. Which means we're going to have to fight with them so no one figures out how much we suck. What they don't know is that that's their first mistake. Calgary also sucks.
1: It also does, yes. Don't Calgary's move to safe. Calgary. Like, if you're going to move, go to Victoria or something.
0: Yeah, and if you have to be in Alberta, get as close to BC as you can yeah, go to by Banff. going to Banff. Yeah, go to Banff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even Canmore is can- acceptable. Canmore is good.
1: Um, and also, if anybody is staying in hotels in Edmonton, you can PM me and I'll tell you the hotel so you don't get bitten.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. gross. I'm not
1: being mean by not saying it. I'm just not going to
0: call them out. No, <laughs> not unless they, like, yeah, they won't, you don't want get us in trouble with them.
1: Yeah, well, especially since I have to stay there. Yeah. Like, for who knows how many more weeks.
0: Oh. It doesn't,
1: there's no end in sight. So I'm going to be living at this hotel Monday to Friday for... The next forever, and I don't want them putting extra bed bugs in my bed because they were mad at me or something. They like
0: pick them up and just place <laughs> they them like, strategically find them in
1: <laughs> other rooms and like gather them and then bring them to my room.
0: Yeah, like they just like sneak <laughs> one under the pillow, pat its little head. And they're like, there Good you luck, go, little bed. one. Yep, eat. do what we told you. Feast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time to eat, my lovelies. <laughs> The bed bugs are like, okay, being picked up and moved was weird. But <laughs> being talked to this way is a little condescending.
1: I know how to suck on human blood, okay?
0: Don't we all? Right? Mm-hmm. We do. I yeah. w-
1: I certainly do. What is your I fear? Know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my fear, um, I've told people about the dark, shadowy, creepy figures in my room before, like in our old house, that would like be tall and scary looking that my friend could see and I couldn't, that would move whenever he blinked and get closer in different poses. That's horrifying. Now, apparently, last night, as I was going for another walk, this happens on a lot of walks with Elena, she is very spiritual and uh, probably cursed, but Mm -hmm. apparently I'm cursed because she can see things, she's sensitive to these things, and uh, last night we were in the lobby, I was paying her dog right before going upstairs, and... She's like, I was talking about something relevant because we'd heard strange noises and she was kind of like distantly nodding like in a glazed manner at me, which I assumed I assumed she just wasn't listening to me because I was boring or something. I don't know. (laughs) I, I just assumed that when people have that look, it's because they're bored. So I just hurried up what I was saying. And then she's like, you know, there's a bunch of shadowy figures just behind you right now. Right. Like surrounded around you. And I could see your aura. Oh. And I was like, that sounds like something that would absolutely happen to me. And I looked behind me, and she's like, don't worry, they're gone now. But I wouldn't be able to see them anyway. This ta- this happens to me. Shadow I can't figures. see
1: them either. I hang out with you a lot, and I never see. But that, it's like, that's the sort of thing that I wouldn't see.
0: Yeah, like, I I'm tend not attuned. to. You're not attuned. <laughs> you didn't pick it up for mom. I think, like, mom can see things sometimes. I don't, she wouldn't tell me about things around me, probably, if she could see them. But apparently, so I asked, because I was trying to make light of the situation as I did. I was like, is my aura pretty? Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's like see-through. Like, it's like this weird, like, you know, like, the way she just, like, said that. It was like, it's visible, but, like, transparent. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I've actually not seen that before. That's weird.
1: What is, I thought.
0: I thought they had colors. And I was hoping mine was pink.
1: I, okay, the way I envision auras when people talk about them Mm -hmm. is as see-through colors, like a little light around them, not opaque. Well, mine's like
0: colorless, though.
1: Oh, okay, colorless.
0: Yeah, colorless see-through. So if you can picture like an amorphous blob is how I'm picturing it, like gelatin.
1: So you're just, you're very neutral.
0: Um, I don't think that's what that (laughs) means. Not good or bad. Just I'd, neutral. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's like bad auras describe um people. It's more like events in their life. So I'm kinda wondering I'm not feeling neutral these days. Like I'm always feeling some strong emotion. But I'm gonna Google that and be like, amorphous see through jelly aura. Okay. Google uh, tell me what me know it is.
1: What it is. And maybe I should get Elena to look at my aura and tell me what it is.
0: Yeah, if she could see it, that'd be awesome. Because yeah. like most people have like I mean, from what I've heard, okay, so that same friend in the old house who could see my like other shadowy figures, mm-hmm. they they just follow me wherever we get. Picture us as like a gang from like um uh West Side story, like they're snapping their fingers behind me. Yeah. As I walk around. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're like I don't my jazz tree. I have troop. shadowy figures. Yeah. I don't
1: have anybody in my life who's spiritual like that. So.
0: Right? Like where they can actually see stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you might. Like maybe this is a family thing. Maybe we just had, maybe they run the family. Just like, oh yeah, that's just my shadowy figures. It's fine. That's, <laughs> I don't it's know. hereditary. I don't, but yeah. I don't think so. No, but like I, I think thought that's that was a funny. you thing. <laughs> just, a, just a me thing. I wouldn't be surprised because like that energy can like draw them. To a person and because Mm. I've been mentally ill for a long ass time I wouldn't be surprised if like the negative energy from before I was treated just like drew them around. Do you
1: think me being evil would have drawn them?
0: You're a very half-assed kind of evil. I
1: know, I'm too lazy.
0: Yeah, you're very half-assed evil, Andrea. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, we like to make the joke that she's like evil or without empathy and without love and her stone cold heart. Yeah. But that's not true. No. You're just more normal.
1: I just can't commit to it. Yeah, or yeah. anything,
0: or anything. <laughs> can't commit to goodness. Can't commit to evilness. Um, no, just. Just neutral. maybe. Just neutral. Maybe your aura is the neutral color. I think it's yeah. like a golden brown.
1: If that's neutral?
0: Well, I'm not sure. The friend of mine I was talking about before I got, like, too caught up in a picture of West Side Story Shadows, um, <laughs> like, he can see um, voices. Like, you he, know, mm-hmm. he's got that, um, oh, fuck, I forget the name of it, but where people can see the color of sounds. Or the color of taste. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. they experience it like that. And apparently, my voice is like a golden brown, which I was disappointed by because I'm like, it better be a really nice golden brown. Like right? this better be like the sunset,
1: more like golden
0: or embers
1: than brown it would be better.
0: Yeah, well, brown would be fine. I like, but it needs to be like you know, like um, the color of burning firewood. Something romantic. I don't, yeah. I don't want it to be like an ugly golden brown. I want it to be like baby poop. Baby like, poop. Yeah, exactly. Baby
1: poop brown. It's yeah, exactly. Often was... green, though.
0: That's a good point. Maybe I'm lucky that I don't have a green voice. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah, basically, I don't know. So maybe that's like an aura thing as well, like a type of it. Okay, I need to get sensitive. someone
1: to read my aura, and then I can tell everybody what color my aura is.
0: Yeah. Yes. And hopefully it's pretty. I wanted my voice to be like a cool bubblegum blue. And then he's like, no, yeah. golden brown. I'm like, Ugh, everyone always shuts me down. I want mine down.
1: to be sparkly pink. Right? Sparkly baby pink.
0: Yeah, well, that's why I was hoping my aura was when Ellen was like, yeah, I could see your aura. I was like, is oh, it pretty? Sparkly. Is it pink? Is it, <laughs> is it a nice shade of bubblegum blue? Like, I was hoping. I was really and hoping. she's just like, it's not. She's like, anything. no, it's like weird and see-through. And I'm like, oh, man.
1: Oh, Right. Yeah,
0: this sounds about <laughs> right. But I don't know. Apparently, it's really unusual. So I guess I'll find out. But yeah, yeah you someone. should Google it. Google I will. Google everything. Google does know everything.
1: I have a case.
0: Yes, Andrea has a case today. Oh, also, we'll tell you which email and how to send people what you think Andrea's aura is oh, later. Yeah, yeah. but...
1: No, we'll give the email now. Email me right away with my aura. Yeah. siblings at gmail.com.
0: See, she's <laughs> eager when it's about her. Yes, yeah.
1: everything I, is about me, guys. I do
0: want to know. I do want to know what your aura is because I can't see <laughs> auras. So, yeah, for today, you have a case and you're starting off.
1: Okay, so... My case is the case of Gloria Ramirez. She's also known as, like, the toxic lady.
0: The toxic lady?
1: Yeah. So we wanted to do kind of, like, weird deaths.
0: Yeah, weird deaths. I did fictional. Andrea did...
1: And I did... Real. One real one. So...
0: A case, yeah.
1: This is weird. Oh, boy. (laughs) So Gloria Ramirez, she suffered from cervical cancer... Mm-hmm. Um, at 8 15 p.m february 19th 1994 she was brought to the emergency department of Riz- 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 riverside <laughs> general hospital by paramedics oh no she was confused and she had tachycardia which is when your heart beats really fast
0: oh god cervical cancer though yeah
1: and shane stokes respiration which is when you're like your your breathing is really irregular and it starts getting deeper and faster and then it like slows down and gets lighter and then it stops (laughs) you get apnea yeah it's like just a really weird breathing pattern
0: yeah
1: uh obviously the doctors figured it was because of her cancer right like they're willing to attribute all of her symptoms to cancer
0: yeah um
1: so they injected her with diazepam midazolam and lorazepam to sedate her
0: wow she would have been high as fuck
1: yeah yeah that's good guessing she wasn't well, no, I'm not guessing. She wasn't responding. So she res- oh. really wasn't responding to any sort of treatment. And they ended up having to defibrillate her
0: heart. Well, all those sedatives probably didn't really help the heart that much.
1: Well, they are hoping to slow it down.
0: Yeah, well, that's and a they lot normally of slowing would, down.
1: But it didn't slow it down. What the fuck? So they had to shock it out of its crazy rhythm. Yeah. So they removed her clothing to do so, Mm. and there was an oily sheen covering her body and a fruity garlic odor coming from what they thought, like, maybe her mouth.
0: What? So registered
1: nurse – well, who knows? Not me.
0: Poor lady. Okay.
1: (laughs) This is not fully solved, but there are theories. Um, Registered nurse Susan Kane tried to take blood from her arm, and she noticed – an ammonia smell coming from the blood tube.
0: Okay, and that's more of a common thing for illness.
1: Yeah, that's normal, like if your kidneys are failing. Yeah. And then she passed the syringe to Julie Gorczynski, who is a medical resident, and Julie Gorczynski <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just in case they think it's every Julie out there. Uh, they call up their friend, the listeners call up all the Julies they know. <laughs> hey, how was 1994 Sounds like it was a rough year for you.
1: (laughs) Um, She noticed manila colored particles floating in Gloria's blood.
0: Manila, like the envelope color?
1: Yeah. Kane fainted. Susan Kane.
0: Susan Kane. Who was that?
1: (laughs) She was the registered nurse.
0: She was the registered who nurse. Who took the
1: blood from the arm.
0: Oh, and found the manila?
1: Uh, no, Julie Gorczynski saw the manila particles. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Susan Kane fainted and she was removed from the room. And then Gorchinski became nauseated and lightheaded. So she left the room and went to sit at a nurse's desk. And a staff member came up to her and asked if she was okay, but she fainted before what? she could answer. Wow. And then Maureen Welch, who was a respiratory therapist assisting in the trauma room, she passed out. Oh, boy. And then the staff ended up being ordered to evacuate all emergency room patients to the parking lot oh. because they didn't know what was happening, but it was obviously something that was, something like, spreading. spreading. So 23 people became ill, and five were actually so ill they were hospitalized.
0: Oh.
1: And a skeleton crew was basically left behind to stabilize Gloria. Like oh, no. Like, whoever was left that didn't get sick. At 8.50 p.m. after 45 minutes of CPR and defibrillation, Ramirez was pronounced dead from kidney failure related to
0: cancer. Right, so that was the ammonia smell.
1: And that's what they assume.
0: That's what they assumed, yeah.
1: The county health department called in the Department of Health and Human Services, and they found that... People who had developed severe symptoms like loss of consciousness, shortness of breath, and muscle spasms had things in common. Like they worked within two feet of Gloria Ramirez, and they handled her IV lines. But other factors didn't match the scenario of fumes having, like,
0: come at them. Yeah, because they just suddenly fainted. It wasn't, like, right when they touched the blood or something.
1: Yeah. Um, And also the afflicted were mostly women. And these women had normal blood tests after The whole thing was over. So they figured it must be mass hysteria because it's women.
0: Oh, of course. (laughs) This is the 90s. Oh, come on. They still thought that?
1: Yeah. I mean, there is mass hysteria, but it does not (sighs) – It's not Only women. affect women.
0: <laughs> no, that's not how that works. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: So Gorchinski, she was the medical resident. She's like, no, look at my medical history. She actually spent two weeks in intensive care after this whole thing with breathing problems and she developed hepatitis and <gasps> avascular necrosis in her knees.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. What the fuck?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, in case anyone wants to say necrosis, uh, that's when your tissue turns black and dies and rots off of you. Yeah. It's nasty. <laughs> avascular
1: means no blood vessels. Yeah. So, so the
0: blood vessels in her knees brought it and died.
1: Yeah. And killed the tissue. Uh, so the coroner from Riverside County, they contacted Livermore Labs to investigate. And these labs, they investigated, and they thought maybe that she had been using this dimethyl sulfoxide, which is a solvent that can be used as a home remedy for pain. Oh, no. And it has a garlic taste, right? So they're thinking maybe that's why her breath smelt garlicky. Yeah. And it's sold at hardware stores because it's actually meant to remove grease.
0: Ugh. So it's one of those weird, like, home remedy things. Yeah. Where people are like, rub Windex on your arm. Like, exactly. fuck that. I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah.
1: And it could explain, like, why she looked greasy, too, because it would be, like, like a greasy sort of Lubricant. creamy thing mm-hmm. on her skin. They think maybe the DMSO built up owing to urinary blockage from her kidney failure, right? So normally it would be okay if you had kidneys that were working.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And then oxygen administered by the paramedics would have combined – with the DMSO to form dimethyl sulfone, which crystallizes at room temperature. And that might be why they saw crystals in her blood. Yeah. Um, They also think that further, like electric shocks from defibrillation could have converted that uh, dimethyl sulfone into dimethyl sulfate, which is a toxic ester. And exposure to that could have made staff sick. Yeah. And then also when they drew her blood, like since it would be exposed to oxygen at that point too, it may have. Converted to dimethyl sulfate. So, like, there are two ways it could have.
0: Yeah. They're thinking this is dimethyl sulfate poisoning.
1: Yeah, they're thinking that. Um, But the the family was like, no, she didn't use that. What? Like, she didn't use that home remedy.
0: Oh, plot twist.
1: Yeah. And the pathologist couldn't determine her cause of death because her heart was missing. (gasps) Her organs were cross contaminated with fecal matter and she was way too decomposed because, like, they kept her for months, two months before doing this. The pathology.
0: Oh, shit. Oh, that's so terrible.
1: Yeah, so he couldn't, he or she couldn't figure it out because the body just was in no condition to give away any answers. Great. And she was buried April 20th, 1994. Yeah. There is an alternative theory that was brought forward by New Times LA. Mm -hmm. She could have been exposed to precursor chemicals such as methylamine, which is used in the production of methamphetamine. Because Riverside County was one of the largest distribution points in the U.S. of meth. And hospital workers may have been involved in smuggling precursor chemicals in IV bags. And then one of those could have been mistakenly given to her.
0: Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Instead of, you know, saline.
0: Oh. And – Whoa.
1: Yeah. And then the key element that, like, makes it seem like that might be the case is that meth precursors have an ammonia smell. So when they, like – you know, hooked her up to the IV and then they smelt ammonia in her blood after that when they took her blood. Yeah. That would be why.
0: Well, and it is mainly processed through the kidneys to like a bunch of the different stuff in meth.
1: Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, it itself. So.
0: It itself, yeah. Yeah. And it would
1: make sense like with the crystals and.
0: Yeah. Oh, God.
1: Anyway, that was that.
0: That makes my nose <laughs> like like itch. Like I'm not gonna lie, because like the crystals thing, yeah. like with um with a uh, meth, uh, like sometimes your snot, and this is another good reason not to do it, kids. It your snot will like have crystals in it, even if like you smoke it or do other things with it, um, that aren't snorting. You'll sometimes peel away like Does it
1: just come out of your mucus membranes? Yeah,
0: it's like your mucus is crunchier.
1: Ew.
0: Yeah, like like the it looks like there's math coming out of your sweat and your boogers.
1: That's really gross.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't, don't do want math. that, guys.
1: Don't do math, everybody.
0: Yeah, but also it's so weird like that mystery as to what like what was the oily shit on her body. Yeah. Right?
1: And like if her family said that she wasn't using that as a home remedy, it's not like it would be a big secret like they no. would have probably known and yeah. found it. Yeah, at cause the it's the a house, weird right? it's a weird one. Yeah, and like she would have had some at her home.
0: Yeah, she would have had, it. yeah. But yeah. regardless,
1: don't go to home, home hardware and be like, hey.
0: This is for my health.
1: I'm going to rub this on my skin.
0: Yeah, don't rub anything that you find at home hardware on your skin. Yeah, it's
1: not for your skin.
0: No, I don't care what home remedies people say, no. It's for your home and your hardware. Yeah. It's
1: in the name. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> They're giving you a hint because they've had lots of issues with this. <laughs> Where people are because popping they used in for- to be
1: called home remedies.
0: Oh, oh but that is confusing.
1: That's so confusing.
0: I often look at door hinge lubricant yeah, me and too. think, is this for my door hinge? Or, or for, for my, my cracked soles? Yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs>
1: cracked soles. I would use it for my eye wrinkles. They're multi purpose. <laughs> Gross.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not rubbing anything like that on me. Like yeah, you know, it's no, bad you for don't. your liver too, to get those chemicals that does soak through your skin. Yeah. Yep.
1: Your skin absorbs a lot, so don't do it.
0: Yeah, in case anyone listened to the story of this horrible death and thought, oh, oh
1: I should try this. That's a good pain remedy?
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> Off
1: I go to the store.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's what anyone took away from this story, luckily. No, I don't um, think
1: so. So now it's your turn.
0: Yeah, mine are from movies, so less depressing, sort of, it's, ish. I guess, I mean. They're depressing movies, some What of them. if
1: they're based on true stories? You don't know.
0: Well, these are ones I've seen. I don't think they are, although I'd argue that one is, and I do kind of talk about that. Okay, but um, yeah. Yay. All right, so three, three, dang it. All right, so here are three (laughs) despairing death scenes.
1: I was like, all right, so three.
0: So end of story. Three. It's a it's a number. (laughs) I like it.
1: Uh, Discuss. It's
0: what I want to talk about. The number three. Yeah, it's curvy. I I'm, I enjoy it. So this has some huge spoiler warnings for the movies Hereditary, Would You Rather, and Martyrs.
1: Okay. I haven't heard of Martyrs.
0: You haven't heard of Martyrs? No. No, it's from 2008, and it's like this interesting little indie film. So Tell yeah, the first one, uh, Hereditary. Oh yeah.
1: No, just kidding.
0: Hey, you want to know about Hereditary. I know,
1: I do. You've That's watched it, I'm, but... I'm excited.
0: Yeah, you're allowed. So a lot of people have like probably already seen the horror film hereditary which came out in 2018 last year but this death scene like still sticks with me and yeah you know which one and probably with like everyone who watched it like we all know the one all right so it's when the teenage son the family goes out to a party with his friends and he's basically pressured to take his awkward younger sister with him she's She's the one in the
1: freaking awkward
0: yeah awkward and eerie because the promo material Yeah, the, right. She is meant to be because the promo material made it seem like it was going to be another creepy fucked up child movie yeah, with her as the creepy fucked as up the child.
1: killer, like the kid who's possessed or something.
0: Yeah, as the creepy kid or whatever. And they did that on purpose, which is really clever. But yeah, so he, the, the teenage son, goes out to a party and he's pressured to take her with him and he does. And while uh, she's at the party, she eats some food that was like contaminated with uh, nuts she's allergic to. Yeah and goes into anaphylactic shock and can't breathe, and the older brother, panicking, leaves the party to drive her to a hospital. And here's a main spoiler incoming, like, huge spoiler for this movie, so if you haven't seen it yet, you should probably skip ahead a few minutes in the recording here. Um, So, while speeding down the desolate highway, the younger sister, who's, like, clawing desperately at her face and neck, opens the window in the back seat and sticks her head out of it. In an instinctive attempt to get some air into her lungs, right? And of course, they happen to be racing past a road sign right at that moment. So the sign knocks her head off. Yeah. And it's over so fast. The audience is left to, like, palpably feel the shock that the older brother feels as he stops the car. Like, his brain just catching up with what happened. Like, to me... It's really like the suddenness and the grief we're forced to feel with this family in that movie. Like, I found myself, I found myself like during that scene automatically wondering, like, throughout the rest of the movie after that, like, okay, what have been done? What could have been done differently to prevent this death? What would I do to fix this? Right. And the answer to those things isn't exactly comforting because, you know, ultimately it's nothing.
1: Well, and like watching him because he doesn't look back at her. But he, he hears it and he just knows what happened and he's sitting there and you know he knows what happened because he doesn't turn around and is like, hey, did are you okay? Like, what he happened? Or like, I heard a car. weird noise.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can see the boy in the car. I think he saw yeah. something of the rear view or something. It's hinted that, but he does not it's look. It's hinted,
1: but he doesn't turn around to nope. like, so he, because he knows she is
0: gone. not just injured. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's gone. Yeah. In a it's horrible way. Traumatic. Yeah. It's like a crazy crazy scene
0: i love that scene because they like because they make you sit in that car with him like it just it just pans in on him in the car for the longest time yeah and i'm just like
1: and then he just goes oh. home and you watch him like silently just go to bed yeah he's clearly in shock
0: yeah and he just leaves the car for the like the parents to find the body and then the mother's like screaming and climbing the carpet it's a lot
1: yeah it was a lot
0: yeah <laughs> I, There's a lot
1: to deal with.
0: It's so much. I, I really <laughs> like that, though, that, like, it actually treats it the way it would feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's that maybe is yeah. good.
1: That is really good.
0: So the next one I have is... um. A lesser-known one, it's called Would You Rather. I've seen that one. Yeah, you've seen that one. So this film seems, like, at first glance to just be, like, a nasty slasher gore fest kind of deal. And it it is that, too, I Mm -hmm. would say. But, like, I genuinely feel that there's a lot more behind it that probably gets kind of lost in all the gore. Yeah. Like, similar to how, like, the first Saw movie—not the other ones, the first one—had, like, a point. But then, with their further films, the franchise just started trying to appeal to the people who, like— Only showed up to watch a guy saw his foot off. Yeah. Right? Like, and they just got gorier and gorier. So it's kind of like that. Basically, Would You Rather is a capitalist nightmare scape. Not kidding. Like, a wealthy family, it's pretty blatant. A father and son who are, like, both sadists, with the latter being a rapist on top of that, lures a group of people to their mansion with a promise of, like, a massive amount of free money to the winner Right? Yeah. And naturally, most of the people drawn to that offer are poor or in desperate need of money for, like, life-saving medical treatments. Yeah. And that's why the main character, Iris, is there. Um, she's hoping to win whatever game the, uh, the fucked-up family has in mind, and she shows up in order to save her brother's life as he has terminal cancer. Um, unfortunately, as it turns out, the family intends to give the money— to the last person standing after an incredibly fucked up life or death version of the game, Would You Rather? Like, would Mm. you rather do X horrible thing or this horrible thing, right? Except they're actually gonna make you do it. Yeah. So there are, like, multiple fucked up deaths, death scenes and, like, gore shit in this movie, including, um, a hand exploding, an old woman being stabbed in an artery, and, uh, eye gore warning, Ah. a man slicing his eyeball open with a razor blade. It's so gross. Ugh. Yeah, it's
1: not as bad as fingernail stuff, but it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I forget if there are finger if there is. Fingernail I hate stuff fingernail in this movie. stuff. Yeah, I I don't like eyeball stuff or finger fingernail stuff, but I can like watch both. It's just like so fucking nasty because with the eyeball. It's like that clear goo that comes. Yeah. Ah, ugh, I hate it. Yeah, but yeah, um, but the scene that got to me the most is actually the ending twist. So seriously, you should go watch this movie. Like, it's a gross slasher fic that metaphorically shows and like. A blatant uh, and admittedly exploitative way how the rich enjoy preying on the bodies, labor, and emotional and physical pain of the poor and working classes. Yeah. Like, that's basically what that is. So, skip ahead about two minutes or until you hear me talking about martyrs instead. Okay. If you don't want to be spoiled. Otherwise, I'm about to spoil it. Okay. Here we go. So, after everyone else in the room has died, like, has died horribly. Yeah. Um, leaving Iris as the sole winner, though she's left with some brutal scars of her own yeah she is given the money and she like stumbles traumatized back home to her brother only to find him dead having purposely overdosed on the pain medications for his cancer because he didn't know where she'd been that night and he'd felt like a burden for a long time oh my god so she did all that watched all those people die for nothing survived a lot came back and he's gone if. yeah so yeah it's one of those incredibly <laughs> depressing horror movie endings yeah yeah that one's a sad one
1: that one yeah that's horrible
0: it's such a interesting movie when you look at it less from like an exploitative horror way mm-hmm. and you see what it's actually saying and doing. yeah i enjoyed it yeah like yeah. i liked it even though it was totally a gore fest so last one uh for today martyrs yes uh, moving on to a scene from a 2008 horror film by French director and screenwriter Pascal Logier, um, Martyrs is essentially a movie about brutalizing and torturing young women for extended periods of time in order to force them into a state of pain so profound that they give up resisting and go into a state in which they are able to see the afterlife or God or whatever concept you have of that. Okay. Yeah um, for the purposes of getting them to report back, basically. So they're, like, kidnapped and forced through this horrible shit. Oh my god. So that they get to that point, so that the people doing it can find out what happens. Oh my god. Yeah, so again, a lot of fucked up, ridiculously gory shit happens in this movie, like, a lot. But the scene that I and, like, most people who've watched it remember the most is when the main character, who was, like, captured earlier in the film and has been, like, regularly tortured in various ways for, like, ages now, like, there's a lot of beating and forced feeding some really nasty shit and a bunch of crap oh my um yeah she's taken out of her cell um and this near the end and placed on this strange like medical looking thing device mm-hmm. and there she is then slowly and carefully skinned alive like from her scalp to the bottom of bottom of her feet oh my god yeah the entire body and it's slow and you get to hear it and she doesn't Like, she winces, but you don't see any screaming or anything, because at that point, she's already almost, like, at that state. Yeah. Right? She is then led, still fully alive, to walk back, like, upstairs out of the cell, as the audience gets to see, like, every muscle of the human body in, like, really leaky movement. Ew. Yeah, it's nasty. Um... It's very, very, very blatant, and it's well done. Yeah. She actually survives this, though, by the way, so, like, I technically ended on a cheery note, I promise.
1: But you wouldn't really survive that.
0: Well, she's put into this thing after, and they only cut down to the muscle. It's iffy. Yeah, it's not, it's Burn probably not realistic. Burn victims with
1: less of their entire body that still have some skin yeah. don't survive a lot of the time, so.
0: I know, and they, they put her into this thing, and she I don't know if she actually survives, but she doesn't die in the movie. -hmm. Um and she she is put into that like chamber, infected. Yeah, she's put into like this chamber after like this one of those tubes that like really bad burn victims are in. Yeah, yeah, and she does whisper something in this um older lady who ran the fucking group's ear, and immediately the older lady like shoots herself. So apparently the afterlife is good in that movie. I don't know, but it's a really interesting concept, although. Kidnapping I want girls to see and that now. You should. It's actually really fucking brutal and really good.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Martyrs two thousand eight. I'll, I'll look for it. Yeah, definitely should. That's insane. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, now that we've ended on that like beautiful imagery for you. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah, take that to bed with you tonight. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> um, email us at two scared siblings at gmail dot com.
0: Yep. And our Twitter is at two scared sibs and our Patreon is patreon dot com slash two scared siblings. Yes. Yep.
1: Um, What else? I don't think there was anything else. I feel like there was more I wanted to tell, but I can't remember it, so.
0: Send Andrea her aura color. Send
1: me my aura color.
0: Talk about auras and shadowy figures and that time that you were skinned completely from head to toe. Yes. And And what that was like for you.
1: And if the afterlife is cool. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, and now's the time where we give you a smooch. Mwah. Mm -hmm. Sleep well.